Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Film Geeks, today's class is about Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. How did he do? Let's talk about it. Y'all, welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And today we are talking about Creed Three. This is the ninth film in the Rocky franchise that started in 1976. You have Rocky one, two, three, four, five, and then six, which is just which is just called Rocky Balboa, and then Creed one, two, and three. Now, I think a big question, and we're just going to get this out the way. People are going to ask: Do you need to have? seen all of the Rocky movies and all the Creed movies in order to really appreciate and love and enjoy Creed 3. I would say no, considering out of all the Rocky movies, I've only seen the first one. I think I may have seen Rocky Balboa, the the sixth one. I can't remember though, but I do recollect seeing the first one and I loved it, enjoyed it. I watched it in high school, I believed in, I believe in a film class that I took. Uh, Loved it, loved Rocky one. And I've seen Creed one. I saw that whenever it came out, um, Thanksgiving week, 2015. And I loved it. I actually saw it with my mom and um, my mom's friend and her daughter. Enjoyed it very much. Directed by Ryan Coogler. I watched some of Creed 2 yesterday. I wanted to kind of catch up before I saw Creed 3, but I got through about half of it and I was just very, very bored and kind of just dropped it. So I, I went into Creed 3 slightly blind. I, I think I knew just enough to really understand kind of the, this, just, the, just the basics, who everyone is, everyone's relationships. I think the crucial relationship that has to be understood really is just who Adonis Creed is, played by Michael B. Jordan, understanding that he is kind of the illegitimate son of Apollo Creed from whatever Rocky movie that was, I don't even know, and his relationship to his mother, who was his father's wife, and she essentially adopted him. And kind of that, that the chip on his shoulder that he had with just being the son of someone so great who died in such a violent way. 
And then, you know, his relationship with his girlfriend who became his fiance and now his wife and now he has a daughter. So let's just get kind of the introductory introductory stuff out of the way. So this is Creed 3 directed by Michael B. Jordan. This is his directorial debut. It stars him, Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, Wood Harris, Myla Davis-Kent, and Felicia Rashad, whom we all love as Miss Claire Huxtable. So... Michael B. Jordan directing. So the first movie was directed by Ryan Coogler. The second one by Stephen Cappell Jr. And now we have Michael B. Jordan. So this movie, because I hate it when we do this. I hate it when you have multiple directors in a franchise. It, It gets a little irritating for me because you're not just having, it's not just multiple perspectives, but multiple styles. This is one of the things that irritated me about the Twilight franchise is it wasn't just they had different directors, but different styled directors. So you had the very first one directed by Catherine Hardwick, and that movie had a very blue tint, kind of moody, vibey feel to it. And then that was gone by the second film. I forget who directed it, but New Moon was absolutely terrible. And then I think it was David Slade who directed the third one. And I think that was the best one out of the entire franchise. And then part um, Breaking Dawn, which is the fourth one, was break- broken into two parts. That was directed by one person. And I think that kind of followed a little bit in the spirit of three, but it was still styled very differently. Now we go to the Harry Potter franchise, which I think the first two films had the same director, Chris Columbus, and then Alfonso Cuaron, incredible. And then the fourth director, I forget his name, but then we get to five, six, seven, seven, one, because the seventh book was split into two parts. And then all of Fantastic Beasts were all directed by the same person. And you can kind of tell because the fifth film is when things start to get dark and they kind of escalate into that darkness. And that's when the films really start to take on a shape and a form and a style of their very own. It's like by the fifth film, the franchise figures out who he is, who what it is. And I think that had a lot to do with the director and keeping that director and keeping that continuity. That's kind of what's missing from here is the continuity between the films. And that just frustrates me to no end because I enjoyed the first film. The second film bored me. And this film I enjoyed as well. I think it just had a lot of the hallmarks of a first time director. Uh, Not saying he did a bad job. Don't get me wrong. This is a great movie. Buy a ticket. Go see it. I enjoyed it. It just, there were just the little things. And I think those are just things there where Michael B. Jordan can grow. That's it. That's all I'm saying. So let's talk about that for a second. So what were some things? I thought the acting was just a little off in this. I felt like the acting for Michael B. Jordan was better in the first and the second. I wasn't quite seeing it here in the third. I think it can be very difficult sometimes to direct yourself and know, because now you've got to figure out you got to see yourself from a different perspective. It's one thing when someone sees you and pulls out your potential. It's another thing when you have to pull out the potential of whoever's in the mirror. Does that make sense? It's difficult. It's difficult to see the greatness within yourself. And I think Michael B. Jordan was struggling with that a little bit because he was very subdued in this. He wasn't himself. I've seen, I mean, I've been watching Michael B. Jordan since Chronicle. Okay. The dude can act. He's very talented, very gifted. He emotes incredibly well. But I just wasn't seeing that here. He had moments of emotion, but it just wasn't consistent. And I think for a boxer who is in retirement and having to deal with the separation of his first love, which is boxing, that that just wasn't there. He was just very subdued. And it just it didn't come off as, yeah, I'm retired and I'm cool and I'm calm. But like he really didn't know how to be Adonis Creed. Does that make sense? 
Am I making sense? So that was just a little bit of an issue, but he'll figure it out. Homie has potential. I look forward to seeing whatever he directs next. I feel like this is a good avenue for him. And I want to see him grow in this. He's a very good storyteller on screen. I would like to see what he does behind the camera. But I think that's where it was a struggle bus I saw was it was almost like he didn't really know quite how to direct himself. And also some of our supporting characters. So you know, before we had Tessa Thompson, who plays his girlfriend, well, his girlfriend, fiance, now wife, Bianca, who had more of a prominent role and played that supporting character to a team, not just supporting in terms of casting, but supporting in tor- terms of the relationship between the characters. She was a supporting force behind Adonis Creed. She had his back. She was there for him, really was someone that he could kind of push and pull against. But in this movie, I felt like him and the young lady who played his daughter uh, shout out for deaf representation and all that jazz. Um, I felt like they weren't so much characters, but they were props. And their job was to kind of prop up Adonis Creed, to kind of give him more life and more fullness. And it's it's almost like, you know, Michael B. Jordan couldn't get that out himself, so he had to use them to do it. I've noticed that in a couple of films. The first one that comes to mind is the movie Till. Uh, from last October, where Danielle Deadweiler was the only person in that film that had any kind of decent acting performance. The only one. She was it. That was it. Everyone else, the acting was mediocre to terrible because everyone else wasn't so much a character, but more so a prop to lift her up. That's what Tessa Thompson and Mila Davis-Kent were in this film. They weren't characters. They were just props to lift him up and to give him kind of a a sense of fullness that Michael B. Jordan couldn't do himself. I know I'm making this sound bad, but I promise you this movie is not bad. Um, I think if you just watch movies just to watch movies and just to enjoy them, you're not going to notice anything I'm saying. So take it with a grain of salt. So that was a thing that I noticed. I felt like the cinematography was very inconsistent. Now, when it came to the fight scenes, and there were only a few, the cinematography and the camera work and even the special effects and the editing was just beautifully done. Just the perspective, the boxer's perspective of the camera work. And, you know, we really got into the mind of how a boxer thinks when he's fighting and what he's looking at. And a moment where, you know, Creed is fighting and he notices kind of an open spot on the man's side and just Watching him kind of work his way to that spot was beautifully done. And then you had the very last boxing scene between Adonis Creed and Dame Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors. And that was so cool because they're in the middle of uh, Dodger Stadium, I think it is. I don't know anything about Los Angeles. I just remember seeing Dodgers all over the locker room. And that's where the ring is in the middle of the field and people surrounding it and people are hollering and they're boxing. And all of a sudden the crowd goes away and there's this mist and it's just them. And kind of that, that if you've ever, I think, been on stage or been in any kind of sporting event, there comes a moment where everything kind of disappears and you're really just focused on the task at hand. I played orchestra. Uh, in high school, right? And so twice a year we had a recital and that was what it was kind of like for me. And I'm not comparing myself to my almighty box or anything, but there are moments when you're playing where everything disappears, where, you know, you're, you're really focused. I'm focused on my conductor who was my teacher. She had been my teacher from sixth to 11th grade. She followed us from middle school to high school. Uh, Love miss Dr. Linda Pinkney. If you're hearing this, I love you and I miss you. 
and I hope you're doing well. So, you know, I'm focused on Dr. Pinckney and I'm focused on the people around me and listening to, you know, my classmates and paying attention to the music. And I've been in recitals where people said, hey, I hollered at you. Did you hear me? I was like, homie, I forgot you were there. I heard nothing. Did you not hear something? No, I heard nothing. It gets to the point where you hear nothing, you notice nothing. You are so into what you're doing that everything disappears. And it's honestly a very beautiful and just sweet moment. I don't know how to make it make sense, but anyone I think has who has been on stage, on screen, any kind of sporting event, that moment where everything disappears, it's such a beautiful moment. And for him to kind of visualize that for us, I thought was so incredibly well done. And the the feeling of being trapped, because at one point he's come and there's bars that come up because Dame got out of prison. And just, you know, now we're seeing the sense of guilt because he feels like it should have been me behind bars. And now his back is against the, it was just done so beautifully. The color changes, the the lighting, the sound, the emptiness of it all, very avant-garde, very art house. I feel like if Michael B. Jordan is going to... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come into his own being a director. If I were him, if I were him, I would focus on that scene, that scene, because that to me is where he just blossomed. The choices that he made for that scene, I think were just so beautiful. It was, oh, that, that was, that sold it for me. I would watch this movie again just for that last fight scene. It was just so beautifully done, beautifully shot and Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors in that scene together. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, 
Jonathan Majors. Um, jo- Jonathan Majors. L- let's talk about him for a second. Let's talk about Jonathan Majors for a hot second because he was part of Michael B. Jordan's directorial inconsistencies. Stay with me. So a little bit about him. He's kind of new. He's only been on the scene since about 2017. But over the last year is when he really just kind of just took it up a notch. I first saw him in Devotion this past December. If you did not see Devotion, highly rec- he should have gotten more recognition for his role in that movie. That movie in general should have gotten more recognition than it did. Um, when people talk about, you know, oh, Black films that didn't get nominated or Black roles or whatever, you know, they conveniently leave out things like Inspection and devotion in a movie called breaking which had john boyega but devotion was just such a stellar beautiful testament to the power of relationships and friendship because this was the thing about character development in that movie devotion i know i'm going on a little bit of tangent but i thought this was so beautiful in that the character development wasn't really there for that movie and that was intentional because we weren't supposed to connect with the characters we were meant to connect with their relationship that was the point this brotherly bond between these men and i believe the navy and he played jesse brown it was based on a true story and he was so incredibly wonderful in that movie, so wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And he's such a gifted actor. I know he was also in Ant-Man, which came out, what, a week or two ago? I'm not going to see that. I have no plans on seeing it. I haven't seen Ant-Man 2. What is this, the third one? I don't even know. I'm not interested. But I am just happy to see him just popping up all over the place. And right now, there's nothing left on the horizon for him just yet. But him in Creed 3. So I mentioned this in a TikTok I did. This kind of reminded me of Florence Pugh's relationship with Olivia Wilde in Don't Worry Darling. When I say relationship, I mean the relationship between an actor and director. And Don't Worry Darling was Olivia Wilde's directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken. I think her feature film directorial debut. And it was very weird. It was kind of wonky. It, it, but the standout was Florence Pugh. Like she carried the film. She was the centerpiece of the film. So she had that responsibility of making the film great. And she did. I think if it had been anyone else, it would have just fallen flat. But she's such an incredible actress. She really just kind of rose above the weak script. And that's kind of what's happening here. Not saying that the script is weak, but I think As a director, Michael B. Jordan was way too immature for what Jonathan Majors was carrying. Okay. Now I'm not saying he's a bad director. I'm saying he's new. He's brand new. He's immature. He still has a lot of growing to do. And I think Jonathan Majors, while he is also relatively new, he has such incredible talent. He's such a gifted actor. My God, he's so good. He's not the star of this film. He's not the centerpiece here. It's all about Adonis Creed, Michael B. Jordan's character. He's supposed to be the main dude. He's our protagonist. And yet Jonathan Majors carries this movie. 
He leads this movie. He guides this movie. You kind of, you, it takes a minute for Michael B. Jordan to really kind of develop Adonis Creed in this movie. Yes, there are two movies prior to that. I understand. However, just looking at the movie by itself, it took a minute for Adonis Creed to kind of blossom. Whereas from the very jump, and I think we only see the back of his head at the very beginning, even in his body language, his face, you know, he's off. You know he's playing you. It's awkward. He his performance really shifts shifts the mood and tone of the scene. I I I think that was part of the inconsistency here. I don't think it was a good matchup between Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan here, which is weird because Michael B. Jordan is a gifted actor, but again, I think he his struggle was directing himself, so he really didn't pull out all of his potential. He he kind of held back a little bit, which was a mistake because. Jonathan Majors held nothing back, held nothing back. And going back to the comparison with Don't Worry Darling, because uh, the opposite to Florence Pugh was Harry Styles. And she ran circles around him. Well, Shia LaBeouf was originally supposed to be in that role. And I think the movie would have taken an even bigger downturn. Because again, Olivia Wilde, very new, very immature director. And these two actors who know how to work a script and know how to make characters their own, I think they would have been way too big for her. I think if... Michael B. Jordan had just let go a little bit and just like just really stepped into it. This film would have been that much more powerful. I think we really would have felt the animosity. But I will give Michael B. Jordan this is that we do get a good sense of his guilt and his shame and the sadness that comes with the relationship between these two. So he plays Dame Anderson. And Dame Anderson and Adonis Creed were childhood friends. They kind of grew up together in a group home. And Dame Anderson was an amateur boxer, went in all over the place on the amateur circuit. And there was an incident and Dame Anderson went to jail uh, for protecting Adonis Creed. Uh, You know, he stayed and he took the charge and then Adonis ran. They were little kids though, right? And he's kind of held this grudge, this... um, this resentment towards him all this time and it carries over into the present where we are now. And he's really wanting to kind of get back at him and make him kind of feel the pain that he's felt these last few years. And so you kind of get a sense of the guilt that Adonis Creed is feeling over what happened, but we only feel that because Jonathan Majors pushes and punches it out of him. He kind of makes him step up to the plate because when they're on screen together, Michael B. Jordan steps up to a whole new level. They play off each other very well, but when they're not in a scene together, we get a laid back Michael B. Jordan. He He takes it down a notch. Jonathan Majors is a force to be reckoned with. He is about to take the industry by storm. I cannot wait to see what this man does people better take notes now right down this day a star is born he's coming for everybody's check and he was spectacular in this spectacular i and that sucks it's kind of sad because again he's not the star michael b jordan is supposed to be the star it's all about him he's the title character right yet the antagonist of the film is the brightest star. And I thought that was incredibly interesting.
thank you so much for listening to my review of Creed 3. Just to kind of summarize things, I thought it was a little clunky, a little splotchy, but not in a bad or negative way. I thought it was just kind of the hallmark of a brand new director. He's not bad. He just He's just new. He has room to grow. I would call them growing pains instead of issues. I, I think once he becomes more confident in this form of storytelling, because he's always been a good storyteller in front of the camera, now he's taking it behind the camera. And I think this is just going to be a new medium for him. But once he grows in confidence, he's going to be stellar. Speaking of stellar, Jonathan Majors is the standout in this movie. He's incredible. He's one to watch. Keep your eye on him. He's going to do big things. Now, what is coming up tomorrow? Because today's Friday, right? Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to see Children of the Corn. Yeah, there's a new one for those who didn't know. Children of the Corn is getting reimagined. This movie actually came out in 2020. It was shelved because they didn't have a distributor. They just got a distributor. So they are releasing it to theaters. And a small theater run is like an 18-day theater run. And then it's going straight to Shudder. So we'll be seeing that tomorrow. And I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm obsessed with Children of the Corn. I love it. Malachi, Isaac, those are my homeboys. I, I'm interested to see what this does and what reimagining Children of the Corn looks like. We shall see. And then next week, y'all, next week, do you hear it in my voice? Do you hear, do you hear the excitement in my voice next week, next Thursday? I already have my t-shirt ready. Oh, I can't wait. Scream 6. Oh, I love a good slasher film. I love a good slasher, the carnage, blood and guts and scream. I've been in love with scream since what? For me, it would have been middle school when I first saw it. So this is something that has followed me as I have grown up. And I'm very, very excited to see that next Thursday. And then the next day, Friday, I'm going to see Champions the Woody Harrelson film where he is coaching a special needs basketball team a good wholesome feel good family movie well it's family friendly as it can be because it's Woody Harrelson and I I have no idea you never know what that man is going to do on screen he was actually just in Triangle of Sadness very weird movie and I just got the notification that Triangle of Sadness is on Hulu so I'll probably have to watch that again just to because that movie was weird now we're on a tangent so let me know what you thought of creed 3 find a comment section either on instagram or youtube let me know what you thought let me know if you've seen it let me know what you think how it compares to creed 1 and creed 2 because again i've only seen creed 1 once and i only saw half of creed 2 so i would love to know what you thought and your perspective thank you so much if you're wanting to support this podcast check Check the description from wherever you're listening on ways in which you can support me and help me grow. That would mean your support means that whether you're listening or you're contributing, your support means the absolute world. I couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing weekend and I will see you next time. want to advertise on this podcast check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.